Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Locker Room podcast presented by West Liberty University Athletics. This podcast features and showcases a new student athlete every week. Today's episode is sponsored by Primani Brothers at the Highlands, and I'm your host, Kelsey Kyle. All right, so we are going to start off this episode with recapping some of the highlights from the previous week. This past week, we had a lot happen for West Liberty Athletics. Starting off, our volleyball team won last Friday at Fairmont State, which was the first road win against the Falcons since 2016, and they also beat Frostburg State at home for their final home game of the regular season. Naya Setla was also named MEC Volleyball Defensive Player of the Week for the fourth time this season. Both our men's and women's soccer teams played in the Mountain East Conference Tournament. Our men's team had a program record of six players on the MEC All-Conference. Vitor Otsuka, Mark Donnelly, and Jasper Newton were named MEC Second Team All-Conference. Noah Underwood, Zachary Forehand, and Reese Lewis were named All-MEC Honorable Mention, and Jasper Newton and Zachary Forehand were named to the MEC All-Freshman Team. For the women's soccer team, both Jory Alexander and Amelia Compton were named to the MEC uh, Honorable Mention Team. Our wrestling team took fifth place at the Mount Union Invitational, and true freshman Mason Christian won the title at 197 pounds with a 4-0 record for the day. And also, freshman Nico Taddy was also named MEC Wrestler of the Week for the first time in his career after a big upset in the season opener against Pitt Johnstown. Our men's and women's cross-country teams ran in the NCAA Division II Atlantic Regional Race last Saturday. Our men's team placed 7th and women's team placed 23rd with Philip White earning his third career all-region honor and all 12 men's and women's runners competing uh, recorded their best career times. All right. Now that we are caught up on last week's events, I can introduce today's guest. Today, I have with me men's basketball player Chaz Hines. Chaz is a senior from Indianapolis, Indiana, and this is his second season with the Toppers. In his first season, Chaz played in all 37 games with two starts. He scored 234 points, averaging 6.3 points per game, and grabbed 117 rebounds, averaging 3.2 per game. He shot 46% from the floor, 35% from the three-point arc, and 75% from the foul line. He had nine double-figure scoring games with a season high of 15 points and 11 rebounds at the Alderson Broadus game. Before coming to West Liberty, Chaz played for Oney Central Community College, where he was a double-figure scorer and the team's leading rebounder. Welcome to the podcast, Chaz. Thanks for having me. Of course. All right, so... To get started, I really like to go back to the beginning of your athletic career. So let's start with how old were you and how did you first start playing basketball? Um, how old was I? Uh, I, I know I was really young. Like, yeah. I can't really give an age. I feel like I was probably like five or six. I just remember like as a little kid uh, playing in my driveway, pretending to be like Kobe Bryant and Aww. LeBron and stuff. So. I had to be pretty young. Um, basketball is kind of like a thing in my family, so it's kind of inevitable, you know. Yeah, me. nice. Um, so do you think it was your family in general, or was there anyone specifically that got you into playing basketball? Um, I feel like my family in general. You yeah. know, it's hard to pick one person. I think all of them played a role. Uh, my older sibling, uh, they all played sports. Uh, my brother in particular, he played basketball. Um, 
both my parents played basketball and my uncles, so I don't know. It's just kind of... In the family. Yeah, yeah. it's just going to happen, I think, regardless of what I wanted to do. That's awesome. Did you play any other sports as a kid? Yeah, I played... I was like one of those kids who just played everything. Tried you it know? all? Yeah, I just tried it all. Um, I wanted to be outside all the time, so... Yeah. From a young age, did you have a favorite, or was it always basketball? Um... I used to like baseball a lot, uh, but just as I got older, it was really boring, like waiting. <laughs> no offense yeah. to like the baseball players. Like I, basketball is just so like high pace and uh, always always going, always changing. With baseball, I just got tired of waiting like to hit, waiting yeah. for a ball to get hit to me. So I'd say like once middle school hit, it, it turned to basketball. Okay. So how long did you play other sports? Like, did you play other sports up through high school or at some point did you specialize just specifically in basketball? Um, about my sophomore, sophomore year of high school, I made a basketball. Decided just basketball? focus. Yeah, maybe freshman year, but it was right around that time. Okay. So then um, in high school, what was your basketball career like? Oh, man. Uh, it was a good career all in all. You know, we played in a a tough county we played against really good players guys who uh, were making a lot of money playing and um it was a it was a good challenge and i made a lot of good friendships uh throughout basketball in high school but all in all it wasn't quite eventful wish we could have won a little more we were a good team uh there were just some better teams yeah did you play like AAU basketball, yeah. travel basketball. You did that in high school as well. Yeah, I played for a team called G3 Grind, and I also played for Indiana Elite. Both those teams are like what they call the circuit. Um, okay. They're on like certain brands, and that was a lot of fun just uh, being able to travel with my friends. And I got to go to like Atlanta and California and, and cool places like that and be able to play guys uh, across the United States, you know, guys from like Texas, Carolinas, uh, Arizona. You know, it was a really fun experience. Yeah, I bet. Um, so then in high school, when did you really start to think that you wanted to continue playing at the next level? Or when did you start to realize that there was opportunity for you to continue to play in college? Um, that's a good question. Uh, you know, in high school, I didn't take a lot of things seriously uh, that I probably should have. But I would say around like my junior year, I kind of realized, okay, like this is something I can actually you know, like I started getting letters and invites and stuff from colleges, and that's when it kind of became a reality. Like, okay, maybe if I work a little harder towards this, then I can definitely have a, a future in college playing basketball. Yeah. So then, do you think it was around your junior year whenever you started the recruitment process in general and started looking at schools? Yeah, I would say like sophomore, junior year. Um, I was on some good AAU teams, and so it brought good exposure early on. Um, I had a couple good teammates that uh, helped out with that a lot, and I was just kind of lucky enough to be in a situation where um, from an early early time in high school, I was getting stuff, and I think it kind of gave me uh, some extra motivation and a little extra, um, you know, like determination just because I saw that guys before me were going to play college, yeah. um, some of the older players, and it made me realize that, hey, you know, I'm just as good as them, and some, you know, maybe better, and so it's definitely a, you know, a real thing for me. Yeah, so then, in high school, what was your recruiting process like to help you make the decision for where you first went to college? 
God, it feels like forever ago. Um, <laughs> but I think it was a lot of just talking to my parents. Um, you know, it was all new to me. Um, trying to figure out, you know, who's telling you the truth and like, yeah. you know, who's not. And um, I would say it was quite eventful. We went on some visits, my mother and I, and uh, we we talked to a lot of people. And I would say it definitely taught me a lot for what I didn't know was coming, you know, with what we'll get into later. So I think it was a good foundation to like kind of figure out, okay, what is these coaches end goals here? Um, and all in all, though, it was a great experience. Like I still um, still get talked to by some of them today. Uh, you know, I made friends in that process uh, and it was overall positive. Yeah. So then out of high school, you first get recruited. Talk about the because you've transferred a few times. Just a few. So it's part of the story. <laughs> so let's talk about the first place you ended up. Yeah. You were there for what, one year? Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that just a little bit for what it was like when you got there, your first year playing college basketball, and then your decision to look to transfer. Yeah. So um, when I left high school, I got a I got a good offer and I just took it. I wanted to kind of just be done with the recruiting process. I wanted to have somewhere to go going into my senior year of, okay. of high school basketball. And so when I got to this place, um, you know, it was overall just like every freshman probably probably experiences a little bit of a shock. Um, just leaving home and mm-hmm. uh, being I was four hours away from home something like that uh, a couple hours away from home so going to somewhere where um, coming from being the best player on the high school team to going to college and um, kind of getting thrown at the bottom of of that 15-man roster however many it was you know being the new freshman it is definitely um, it changes your perspective yeah um, for sure and I would say that at first I took it the wrong way just because it was so different to me you know didn't know really how to handle it and then when I when I got hurt um, and I injured my knee for the year like that kind of gave me a, a chance to like step back and realize the situation I'm in and kind of just appreciate it a little bit and understand that now it's just kind of a part of the process yeah and, um, I overall really liked it but it just ended up not being the place for me and my coach that I went there for he ended up taking a, a new job there as the athletic director. And so I just kind of saw from that point on, you know, if I went there for this guy and he's no longer here, then I think it's better if I just kind of take a chance and, and try to see where, where else I can go. Okay. So then your first year, like you said, that probably was a lot to handle, like the change, to handle an injury. Yeah. So then was it the end of your freshman year that you decided you wanted to transfer and see what other opportunities might be out there? Yeah, it was the end of my freshman year. Um, I would say maybe even while I was like towards the end of the season, I had a good friend of mine um, and he was just really kind of advocating that um, maybe there's better Look at some other options. Yeah. Okay. So then let's talk a little bit about that. So you decide that you want to transfer, go somewhere else. Um, how did you navigate that process? And then um, we can just go into where you ended up and what your time there was like. Yeah. Um, so when I transferred, I, I knew all along I wanted to go junior college. Like I knew that's what I wanted to do. Just like what what junior college would be the best fit for me. Um, coming off the injury, I wanted to kind of have to give myself that extra bit of motivation to come back a little better um, because going to junior college. 
Like you kind of go there to get out of there in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, to get recruited and stuff. And I knew like coming off an injury and stuff that there might not be the craziest expectations for me. And some people uh, close to me kind of thought maybe it was crazy to do this. And like while I'm coming back from major injury and, you know, that was just kind of extra, a little extra motivation, uh, a little extra desire and drive to just find the right spot. Um, I had a good friend of mine who luckily enough had a lot of connections and was kind of able to point me in some of the right directions. And then from there, um, just kind of getting film out there myself and just really kind of putting myself out there and reaching out. I was able to find uh, a spot at Olney Central um, where I thought that, you know, I would be able to become the best best player, best version of myself. Um, and the that I felt like was the step I needed to take in order to end up where I wanted to be ultimately. Yeah. So then do you feel like that is what happened? Like, do you feel like that was the best move for you looking back or just kind of talk about your time there? Because I feel like no matter what happened, it did and ultimately get you here. So it served the purpose, but just talk a little bit about what it was like playing at the junior college. And then we'll transition from leaving there, Mm -hmm. transferring again. And we'll talk about how you ended up here. Yeah, so junior colleges, it's a whole other um, game in itself. Um, you know, I made, I met a lot of good people there. I met some, I don't want to say bad people, but some not so like great people just because junior college is a very self-oriented, self-focused uh, kind of environment. You know, like everybody's kind of there for themselves. Okay. Um, and I kind of struggled with that at times because as we'll go into later, like I'm just a big team guy. We joke here, like T E A M team. And uh, being in junior college, like all I cared about was winning. And being somewhere where not everybody cared about that, and they more so cared about, you know, getting their 20 points or making sure they're getting some some highlight plays. You know, that was a huge shock for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it definitely made me change my perspective in the way. I played and ultimately in junior college, like you just have to learn how to adapt with stuff because in there, you know, one week you can have 15 guys on the team and the next week you can have 15 guys and three of them be completely new guys that they just brought in, you know, and or he can kick two guys off in the span of two days. Um, just like that, you know, JUCO is just a revolving door almost of, of kids coming in and out, especially being a two-year school. And I think it really taught me how to just kind of be focused and it's easy to kind of get lost and all that in JUCO and it taught me that. Okay. So then you did spend two years though, correct? Yeah, there. Yeah. So then knowing that it was a junior college, knowing that you only had the two years to spend, what did you do to start this recruiting process, transferring process again? And then tell us about how you ended up finding out about West Liberty and how ultimately this ended up being the place that you decided to come to? Yeah, so I think for me it was pretty simple. Uh, I was at a a place where I knew I was going to have exposure now, like the exposure I felt like I needed that I maybe didn't get in high school and in other, other times in my life. So I was just pretty set on just kind of working hard, honestly, as, as cliche as it, as it might sound. Um, I kind of just figured like if I work harder than everybody else then you know eventually like good things will come for me yeah and um when I was at JUCO I just um had a good support system around me that helped me stay focused um on the 
you know, on the present time and, you know, reminding myself that what I'm doing now is going to end up, you know, changing where I'm at later. And so I think just focusing on that really helped me um, in the whole JUCO process and, and trying to figure out where I wanted to go. And I figured out, you know, the harder I worked, uh, the better I played and um, the better I performed, my coach would see it. And, you know, guys who are recruiting love to have somebody who's always in the gym. Uh, our coach talks about it all the time here. He wants guys who are in the gym. And so I just kind of, you know, it's kind of a simple math equation at that point. You, know, you just put in more hours than other people. You eventually catch up or you pass those guys. Yeah, that's very true. Um, so then was West Liberty a school that was on your radar? Like, had you known about West Liberty? How did the initial communication happen? Like, did you reach out to someone here? Did they reach out to you? Yeah, so I kind of knew of West Liberty from actually my first year of junior college. I got recruited by a, a handful of teams in this conference besides West Liberty. Um, and so I kind of knew of them. I just knew they were like, I knew we were good. Yeah. Yeah, so my assistant coach at junior college, uh, Coach Wright, he was actually good friends with Coach Lamberti, who was here last year. Um, they spent time together when Coach Lamberti was a student assistant down at a school in Florida. And they were actually roommates together. Oh, and wow. It's funny just because uh, Coach Lamberti at the time was probably like 24 and my coach was probably like 70s. <laughs> I don't know. So just like, it's just a really, really odd and funny relationship. But uh, my assistant coach told me that uh, that his friend Lamberti had been watching me and had been reaching out about me. And then I kind of did some research and came into contact with Coach Har and Coach Lamberti uh, throughout the year. And just watching them and, uh, you know, following them on social media, I knew ultimately I wanted to be somewhere where we just won. Being a Juco, like I was sick of losing. I hate losing. I'm a terrible loser. Some of my teammates <laughs> would probably tell you. Uh, I just I hate it. And um, I just knew I, wherever I went, it wanted to be somewhere where we won a lot and where the people there just cared about winning. And I think over time, uh, Westlip just kind of stood out in that aspect that like they just want to win and that's all they care about and that's the kind of environment I wanted to be around. So whenever you first visited Westlip what was like your initial thoughts about this place? <laughs> My initial thought was man this coach really is crazy <laughs> but in a good way <laughs> um, he just uh, he's he just is uh, he's a little different but in a good way um, he likes to say he's wired different and I really do believe that and I think that's a big reason why we have success um, you know as, as the campus and the people like everybody I talked to was super nice I came towards the end of the school year um, and there wasn't as many students on campus so I didn't get to see that experience but just like in terms of the faculty and uh, I met with people in the business office you know I met with other people around campus and obviously the coaches and I don't know, everybody I met was just super nice, super friendly, and I really liked the location kind of in a sense. It is just like we're here to play basketball and kind of just hang out with each other, and we do that, both of those things, pretty well. Um, and I just, is this the kind of environment? I remember sitting here on my visit just kind of thinking, like, this is the place, the environment, the kind of setting that I want to be around, that it just kind of, he, like, absolutely – needs the best out of you and like he finds a way to get it and it's, it's rewarding yeah no that i feel like you are you answered that absolutely perfectly um 
and also just as a, a coach at West Liberty. Yeah. I feel like the things that you said are the things that I want my athletes and I want all athletes to feel like I, I love it whenever someone comes and visits campus and you just know that it, it's like the right fit from mm. the beginning. So I love yeah, that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's go ahead and we'll phase into last season. Okay. So we're going to yeah. talk about the 22-23 season. So yeah. to recap for anyone watching, the West Liberty men's basketball team finished the season 33-4. and four. The team finished as national finalists in the NCAA Division II National Championship, falling to Nova Southeastern. The national championship game was the highest scoring national championship game in Division II history. And during that game, West Liberty also set a record for the most three-pointers scored in a championship game, which was 16 threes. Um, so let's just get like we'll just skip through everything else and let's just get right to talk about what it was like playing in a national championship game um you know it's uh it was it was like pretty crazy pretty surreal um being back in juco i used to like always like dream and wish about like oh man wherever i go next year like i hope we're playing in championship games and like the national championship would be awesome and then like to actually walk out and be there and kind of like I don't know, I, I wasn't starstruck, but just, like, to kind of see, like, the TV crews and, like, kind of leading up to that game, like, you could just see that uh, it was a bigger game, you know, the anticipation behind it, um, you know, the storylines and all of that. It was it was really fun, you know, it was, a, it was a dream come true, I guess. You know, as a kid, you always want to play in a national championship game. Um, of course, you want to win it, which is something we're going to hopefully work on this year and we're working towards. But it was uh, it was awesome. It was and like we worked so hard in the fall and that team, we were really bought into one another and we were we were all collectively, you know, one unit and we wanted it more for each other than I think we wanted it for ourselves. And like that's what really I think helped us get there um, is we were just we were just very collective and we really were just like one one team instead of a bunch of individuals. And I think that was the thing that got us there and then actually playing in it. Um, it was crazy, just the, the energy, the feelings before the game. Uh, it was almost just, you know, like a dream. It was pretty surreal. Mm -hmm. So then also the Elite Eight on was played in Indiana, correct? Yeah. yeah. So then yeah. talk just a little bit about the feelings added in with that, with not only playing in the Elite Eight on to the national championship game, but doing it back in your home state. Yeah. Yeah, my guys were giving me a bunch of stuff for that, just always messing with me. Uh, you know, I, it, it was a little far from Indianapolis mm -hmm. still, but just being in Indiana, like I used to joke with my teammates, like, I'm not going to miss a shot being back in Indiana, you know, just like joking with them. Because, um, like, I'm, I'm proud, I guess, to be from Indiana is, is what you can say. And it was it was awesome. Uh I would always like talk to my family and like my granddad and stuff about like, oh, this time next year, like next year you'll be coming to Evansville to watch me play, you know, kind of jokingly, kind of serious. But then, you know, to actually look up and like see my family up there and be able to make it to a game, you know, it was, it was rewarding for sure. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, and I read off your season stats in your introduction, but when I was looking at everything getting ready, I did notice that your stats for the elite eight on were actually averaging higher than your regular season stats. So like regular season, you were averaging about six points a game during the tournament, you were averaging 10 points a game. And then same with all of your shooting percentages as well. They all were increased during the tournament um, than what they were regular season. So 
what do you think either changed in your like physical game or changed with your mindset that you were able to improve on the stat board while playing at the highest level of competition and with the highest like level of pressure as well? Yeah, that's a good question. There's, <laughs> there's a couple things. There's some personal reasons and then obviously some uh, like outside uh, reasons for starters. Um, out of those eight teams, I was recruited and offered by like six of the eight. Um, so I had, or like five of the eight. So I had extra motivation, especially uh, when we, in our final four game, we faced Black Hill State. That was a team who recruited me really heavy and then ended up going away and kind of just like stopped talking to me and being there in the final four, like, you know, to end their season was, was yeah. something I was very much looking forward to um, <laughs> and playing well. But I think another reason uh, is my coaching staff just gave me a lot of confidence in myself. You know, they just instilled a lot of confidence, kept telling me I was a really good shooter, you know, kept telling me that I'm important to this team. And, you know, so are my teammates. And if I missed a shot, they were right there to kind of pick me up. And honestly, I think being back in Indiana helped a little bit. Like I, I just had a, a little bit more confidence. I don't know, playing somewhere I've been before, um, in an arena I've been before, and just like in a town and a city I was familiar with. I think it definitely made me a little more comfortable. Um, but I just really wanted to win. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the main point. Yeah. And I, I like that you mentioned that you do think Indiana had a play in it because that was actually my next question was, <laughs> do you think being in your home state affected that? Yeah. So that's awesome that you do feel like that. Yeah, I do for sure. Is yeah. there any other things to recap last season or any other things you wanted to add in um, coming off of last season before we start previewing what's to come this year? Uh, nothing besides, you know, last year's done and over with. Um, it was an awesome year and some of the guys returned, you know, we, we had a great time and some of the guys left, you know, those are like brothers to me, but I'm really looking forward to the group we got this year. And I think that we have the ceiling to get right back there if we can just uh, yeah. come together. Yeah. So moving into talking about this year, um, preseason, the team's ranked number one in the MEC and ranked number three in the nation. And then coming off of that season from last year and off the national championship appearance, what so far this fall semester have you and your team done to prepare to go into this weekend's tournament? I think, you know, one thing we're stressing is, uh, you know, I just said it, but it's not last year's team. Yep. You know, like this ranking is based a lot off of last year's team and what we did last year. Um, and of course, they kind of look at who we have now, but uh, I feel like a big part of it is based off of last year. And so we're just really stressing ourselves like we're zero and zero, just like a lot of the teams out there. And, you know, we could be the third ranked team, but that doesn't mean we are the third best team, you know, and yeah. we keep telling ourselves that. And, you know, even though we reached the national championship game, I think we're still very motivated and driven and uh, you almost kind of still keep this uh, underdog mentality of, you know, people, people don't really know what we're capable of yet. And I don't think even we know what we're capable mm -hmm. of yet. It's so early. But it's been really fun just getting to know these guys and being able to play with them and learn uh, their strengths and weaknesses and they learn mine and just being able to play off of each other. And you can kind of tell it's, it's starting to come together some. And uh, But it's really fun. It's fun having these new guys, the new energy, uh, you know, teaching them all the new stuff. But um, they're all great and they, they fit right in. Yeah. So then it's November. You're kicking off the season tonight, yeah. this weekend, but then there's still, there, like you said, a long way to go before April, March. Um, so what kind of is the thought process going through the whole season? 
like are we just focusing like one game at a time or what's kind of like your outlook yeah looking at the season as a whole i feel like it's all you can do is just kind of take it one game at a time you know there's definitely some bigger games on the schedule that people look at and in trips or whatever but you know we just have to take it one game at a time uh we have ship and then seton hill and you know we're we're focused on Shippensburg first and then we'll move on to the next game and uh we we're just trying to stack up good days keep everybody healthy and um just day by day get better get better get better just keep building and improving and that's something we did last year and i think if you know we just keep doing that then we'll we'll be good we'll be good tonight we'll be good this weekend we just got to come out and play hard and just play how we play and then we talked about this back in the beginning when you mentioned high school and JUCO and some injuries. So have you dealt with any injuries recently or how like physically do you feel going into the season? Oh, I mean, I've dealt with some injuries, but it's like coach would love me to say I'm fine. Everybody's fine. Everybody's all right. Um, Injuries are part of it, but uh, something we like to ask ourselves if a national championship game was tomorrow, would you go to play in it? And if the answer is yes, then you're all right. You're fine. I like that. Um, and, you know, it, it's a part of it, you know, especially the way we play is a little more strenuous maybe for for some. But, uh, you know, we, we buy in and it's just a part of it. And, you know, we're all back at practice and we're all healthy and feeling good. So that's, that's the best part. Good. Um. All right. So since 2010, West Liberty men's basketball has the best winning percentage in all divisions of the NCAA mm-hmm. at .891 with a record of 407 wins. 50 losses. Um, we have the best at-home winning percentage at .956 with a record of 219 wins, 10 losses. And then Coach Hallett has the highest active winning percentage of any coach in the NCAA at .866, which is 161 wins, 25 losses. Mm. So what I want to talk about right now might not be something that's talked about very often. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's important. So as a team and then yourself, how do you truly like mentally handle that pressure of knowing the the history of the program here, knowing those stats, those winning percentages? How do you handle going into all of those games knowing that it doesn't matter who we're playing, that the wins are so important? Mm-hmm. I think as a as a player and like as an athlete, you want to have those expectations. You know, I think those are types of good expectations to have. I would rather have those expectations than, you know, be like, man, maybe they can get five wins this year, and like we're just reaching for five wins. You know, I I think um, the amount of preparation we do and the amount of work we do, I think, kind of takes that pressure off of us for. Um, when we get into those games, you know, we play against ourselves every day and we like to say, you know, we have the first and second best starting five, you know, and, and so, um, when we play against each other and then we go out there and play against other guys, that's the fun part because those guys don't know our, what we do and as much as, you know, our teammates do. And so I think the pressure is, it's a good thing. And I think honestly, I think uh, we like it in a way. I think it's kind of like you said, just became a thing here. Um, and last year when we had a couple bad losses, you felt the the disappointment or the, or the the letdown, I guess, for sure. And 
you know, I just think it, it's fun. You know, it, you see how much it, it means to this team, but even like the people the in the community or even the people on campus, you know, it can like actually kind of affect their moods and like how they're yeah. doing. And it just makes you want to just want to play harder. You know, you feel prepared through all the preparation he makes us go through, you know, by the time the game's there, that's the fun part. Okay. Um, you kind of started to head on this a little bit too, but how do you then mentally handle recovering from a loss? Because it doesn't happen super often. So when it does, what is the mindset and how do you get over that? And how do you move forward to the next game? <laughs> ah, man, um, moving on from a loss, that's a tough one, especially here. Uh, it's not the most fun time. Uh, there's not like one person in this locker room who enjoys losing, even the ones who came from Wheeling. Uh, no <laughs> offense. Um, but, uh, you know, the the losing aspect is is not fun. Um, and handling it uh, is tough. Last year, handling a couple of those losses was tough. Like I remember after one, um, I didn't even want to go into calf for like a day or two just because I knew the cafeteria workers were going to like talk about it and yeah. be upset. And I was like, man, I don't even want to talk to them. Like, you know, uh, but it's, uh, you just got to get back to work. You just got to watch film. And uh, that's what we did last year when we had some tough losses. We we watched film and we saw what didn't work and what wasn't working and we changed it. And that's all you can really do. I think you just learn from it. Yeah. Um. And then we, you just mentioned this a little bit too with what you just answered, but I think West Liberty as a whole, we have some of the best fans mm -hmm. ever. And especially during basketball season, like the ASRC is packed. Like mm -hmm. there's the people with their season tickets that it's the familiar faces that you see at every game. What is that like knowing that there is such a strong fan base supporting you all here every time you play? I mean, it means everything, honestly. It's it's awesome. And at this level to be able to come out to, like you said, almost a packed gym, if not a packed gym every single time. And, uh, you know, you walk around town and like the song we play when we come out, you know, like people like kind of say that to us because they're getting so excited like yeah. to hear it again. Um, it's really awesome. Like, and it makes it so much easier to go out there and play hard and, and to play our game when we have a bunch of fans, you know, screaming for us and even fighting for calls for us, you know, and, and screaming when guys are at the free throw line and, uh, you know, support and, and anything feels amazing, but definitely out there, you know, it just feels like we do have a lot of support behind us. And, and when we were on the road last year at the national championships and the, in the elite eights to see the kind of support we got back here um, at home was pretty eye opening and it, it, it definitely definitely helps and it, it means a lot it goes definitely doesn't go unnoticed yeah so is there anything else that you want to talk about or anything else that you want to say um, just about your team in general or anything just to kind of kick off the season starting tonight um nothing besides just be there and uh we're gonna play really hard for you guys that's for sure and uh, we're just as excited, if not even more excited than the fans are, just to finally have this back. We've worked so hard in this fall. We've been very motivated. We've probably worked harder than we have other falls, and I've been here to two of them, but I feel like this year we really went after it, and I think we're just really, really excited to, to put it out there in front of everybody. Yeah, so um, getting away from athletics for a second, Let's talk just a little bit about academics. So what are you majoring in here? 
Um, so I'm a major in business, general business, and I'm currently working on my master's in uh, business administration. Awesome. Do you have any ideas for what you would like to do post-grad or are you just trying to enjoy the rest of your year here before really making any crazy decisions? I guess like I kind of, no, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm pretty much focused on this. (laughs) No, that's okay. Yeah, I'm pretty much focused. I was going to kind of say like, yeah, maybe, you know, looking out and to see what's happening next year, but not really. I, I want to really kind of take this year in and be my last year you know I want to enjoy it with my teammates and put the best version of myself on the floor I can that's kind of been the goal since the summer and that continues to be the goal and once I get to that part of my life I'll worry about it then but I just want to be where my feet are I guess and just try to take it all in while I can yeah that works um so we did something different this week for the podcast normally at this point we do rapid fire questions that I come up with but this week we actually put it out on our on the podcast Instagram and we had our followers write questions back for you to answer. Okay. So there is a wide range of I would say like serious versus not so serious questions. Um and they're all mixed together and all of these came from the followers. So that's what we're gonna do right now. Okay. So the first question is would you rather be a fruit or a vegetable? I'm more of a fruit guy, so I'd rather be a fruit. All right. Is there anyone that you, like, dedicate your game to whenever you play? Like, uh, like who I play like, or what do you... Uh, well, that's question? what they said. I'm thinking they mean more, like, emotionally, like, if there's anyone that you, like, dedicate your, your playing to. Yeah, I would say my granddad, for sure. Um, he's not here anymore, but he was definitely my biggest fan. So, um, definitely him. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. All right. Who on the team would you not let date your daughter? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get in trouble for this one. Oh, man, that's a tough tough guess. You know, if I were to say anybody. As you're looking around the locker room. Yeah, looking at names. Yeah, I am looking for some inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) I'll probably have to go with my uh, one of my good friends, Christian Montague. Stay away from my daughter. (laughs) All right. Who? This is a two-part question. Who is your biggest inspiration and or who do you look up to the most? Uh, my biggest inspiration or who I looked up to the most right now, I don't really know who I could say, but I will say growing up, it was definitely uh, my brother, my sister, um, my granddad, you know, those people in my family. Uh, that, that's who I looked up to the most, like basketball-wise. I'm a big LeBron fan. Uh, I'm a big Pacers fan, being from Indiana. So any good Pacers player, I I liked. But I mean, if you're talking basketball, probably LeBron. Okay. The goat. All right. Who is the best ox on the team? Best ox. I'm gonna give it to Ben Sarson for sure. He he gets it cooking. And then, kind of in the same theme as that question, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Oh man, favorite T Swift. <laughs> See, my sister, she's listening to this. She knows I know way too many of their songs because of her. So, uh, I don't know. The first one that comes to my head, just because it's the same number as me, is 22. It's kind of my song. Okay. You know, I could even turn that on pregame, you know. Get, there get you go. Some T-Swift. I'm not a, uh, I'm not going to lie. She definitely got some bangers. I agree. For sure. <laughs> All right. So, before we get to the last question. Yeah. Is there just anything else that you want to add in? Any other stories that you want to tell? 
Um, any last thoughts? Huh. Um, I feel bad for the person coming on on the next episode after me because there's a lot of expectations now. But uh, besides that, uh, all jokes aside, no, I'm just happy to be on here. This was fun, fun to answer these questions, and I'm uh, hope everybody comes and watches us. Uh, we're really excited. I know I am. I know coaches. Uh, we're just we can't wait for tonight. All right. Well, to close the episode, I ask all of our guests the same questions. So if you could go back in time to your freshman move-in day, what mm -hmm. would you tell yourself? I think the number one thing I would definitely tell myself is just have patience. Um, I feel like patience is such a big thing in, in college and in college sports. Um, I definitely was impatient uh, when I first got here. And I think to just kind of trust the, the process and trust your coaches. Um, being an athlete, I just feel like that makes your life a lot easier when you can just kind of take the stress off yourself and just trust in the guys around you and trust your coaches and not try to do everything. Don't try to go outside your element and ultimately, like, just be who you are. Um, when you get to college, it's a culture shock for freshmen, you know, away from home, some for, you know, the first time and, you know, maybe even away from their friends they made in high school. And I know me, like, I went to college with very far away where nobody else at my high school or in my area was going to that school and so i think just being true to yourself and like sticking to your your morals and your values like if you're a guy who likes to work out two times a day then don't don't stop doing that you know if you're a girl who likes to you know read books don't stop that to get into other stuff like just i think i would tell myself to just kind of be true to myself and just keep doing what i'm doing no that's great advice all right. Well, thank you so much for being today's guest on The Locker Room. I loved having you, and I'm so excited for everyone to get to learn more about you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks. It was really fun. Pound the rock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, make sure you catch Chaz and both the men's and women's basketball teams as they kick off their season tonight and tomorrow in the Atlantic Regional Crossover. Both teams are also home again next Wednesday. Also, make sure you tune in tonight for the final regular season volleyball game as our team travels to Wheeling University. And tomorrow, our football team closes their season at home against Wheeling University. Make sure you follow WLU Athletics on all social media platforms and follow the Locker Room Podcast on Instagram, as well as subscribe to the Locker Room on Spotify and Apple Podcasts because you don't want to miss any of our exciting updates or announcements. All right, thank you all so much for listening and make sure that you join us next Friday when I am back to recap the 2023 women's soccer season with MEC All-Conference player Amelia Thompson.